You're listening to The Fit Female Project. I'm Maz. And I'm Chelsea. And we're here to help every woman on her fat loss and fitness journey. We've helped hundreds of women who are desperate for results but don't know where to start. As your coaches, we use evidence-based facts whilst keeping it real so you can look and feel your most confident self without having to give up your social life. Head to our website, www.fitfemaleproject.com to find out how you can join our community. It's really, really good. Or check out our Instagram at fitfemaleproject. Now, let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Female Project podcast. I'm here with Chelsea. Hello. And today we're going to cover... Why have the scales stopped moving? Yeah, and I'm going to jump in straight away because I this this is just this morning actually somebody on Instagram popped up and it was about this topic and um, someone was quite abrupt and was like, "If you're not losing weight, then it's because you're not in a calorie deficit." And while that is true. People might feel like they are in a calorie deficit and people are trying. And I think it's really important to to know that and understand that people are trying desperately and they don't know as much as maybe fitness coaches or whoever you are saying that on, on social. So I think we need, we need to, again, have compassion and help people and help people understand why they might not be in that calorie deficit because they are not fitness professionals. <laughs> Yeah, if it was that easy, then everyone would be doing it. It's not that people aren't working their asses off to try and get results. They're just a little bit lost. So I think a good way to start as well is if you are somebody that's listening to this, maybe you are that person that just feels so frustrated and like you're doing everything that you can and you've almost like we have so many clients that just come to us and they're like oh I've just given up because they've tried so many different diets they've tried different things um so hopefully you leave this podcast thinking do you know what maybe that's me maybe that's where I'm going wrong shall we go through some of the things that people might be missing along the way which are holding them back yeah so I think starting with food is probably going to help people out the most, don't you? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So if you're somebody that's uh, on a fat loss journey, you might be tracking your calories. Uh, this is a really good way. We get our clients to track their calories when they start with us. Tracking's not forever. It's used as a tool to learn. And then you've got that knowledge for life. That's how we believe that our clients manage to sustain uh, their results because you end up with this library of knowledge um, with, you know, with understanding calories and portions, etc. But if you're someone, and I've been guilty of this, Maz, when you were coaching me, I was a bit naughty as well. Uh, even though I've got my calorie allowance, say, for example, my calories are 1,600 a day, are you tracking everything and are you tracking at the weekends? Because we might be tracking those 1,500, great, weighed everything out, gone to all of that effort, but are we tracking the things that um <laughs> we don't want to track those late night guilty of it late night sca- snacks um the things that you think oh let's not think about that those things do add up yeah i heard this great phrase a couple of years ago it's the blts the bites licks and tastes 
And that is something I'm guilty of. So if I'm putting some peanut butter on some toast, I will always lick the knife. Yeah. <laughs> or isn't if that I'm normal? Yeah, isn't that normal? Who doesn't? You're you're crazy if you don't do that. Yeah. Or if you're spooning something in, I always lick the spoon. You know, all those things really add up. If you've got children and you're clearing their plates at the end of dinner and they've probably left half or half of it on the plate as they do and you pick at the rest of their plate but you don't even think about it it's almost unconscious you're not choosing to do these things it's just like a habit and you don't even remember doing it at the end yeah. of the day you could not recall all of those blts because <laughs> they just they just um, they just happen throughout the day yeah what's your thing do you have a thing I think it's I think it is more um when I'm when I'm making dinner or something always having yeah. extra spoonfuls here or there yeah I feel like you're quite good with like you're good at having you're good at having uh big big meals and and that's our I suppose the next another thing to talk about don't you think you have good meals that sort of fill you up nicely and then you're not really a snacker I do, yeah. And I also would never, th one thing that helps a our clients a lot is not tracking at the end of the day, not trying to recall your day and then try and remember what you had and put it into my fitness pal. It's the rule of put it into my fitness pal before it goes in your mouth. Yeah. Because then you are going to recall everything that you're eating. Because I, yeah. I honestly can't remember. There's so many days. I can't remember what snack I had at 10 a.m. <laughs> if I'm trying to remember it at night. No way. Yeah. There's so yeah. many other things that filled my brain throughout the day that that is irrelevant to me. Yeah. So a way that you can get in control of this is just by tracking in advance. And then also the weekends as well. The, that they're, you know, very typical when we look at people's um, food diaries. Then that sometimes you're like, where did Saturday and Sunday go? I'm not sure. It's like those, And that's probably because we've been out and about and maybe socializing or there's been things that we maybe didn't want to track. But planning in advance, some people get incredible results from, I think, planning, don't you? Yes, it's the biggest accelerator to getting you the results that you want, knowing yeah. exactly what you're going to be having. Um, nothing can ever be accurate. As we always say, you're never going to be perfect. If you strive for perfectionism, it's never going to help you. It will just hinder you. But you can get a ballpark figure of where you're at. And if you've gone way over your calories or way under, you can kind of start to understand that. And it's about understanding your body and understanding your body needs as well. I think I skimmed over your question about big meals, Charles, and that can actually be something really beneficial as well, because I think a lot of the time people try and keep their meal sizes too small and therefore they are just hungry mid-morning or mid-afternoon. So that's when the snacking comes in. That's where the excess calories come in. Yeah. So I would really recommend making sure you have a decent size portion. Don't don't look at you. I don't want you to ever look at your plate and think that looks really sad and small. <laughs> How depressing. <laughs> You're like, uh, where's the rest of it? Where's the rest yeah. of my food? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think having big enough meals is is definitely a game changer because, you know, you, especially I think we do eat with our eyes too. And if I look down at my plate and it's a decent portion and you can bulk it up with having, you know, you've got your protein, which is obviously going to fill you up. You've got loads of veggies in there and and you can be really clever with your calories and and feel nice and full and have like high volume foods when you're, when you're dieting. And then you're not going to have, you're not going to have your small little meal and then within like like 10 seconds be like right what's next because that's that's very much um what happens to me if it's a small a small portion yeah there's rarely a meal that I'll finish where I won't feel satisfied oh and that's the other thing yeah sometimes our bodies do take about 20 minutes to regulate our our hormones that tell us that we're full Mm mm-hmm so even if you finish and you've got your leftovers in the pan ready for tomorrow's lunch and you think, oh, actually, I could have some more, I would really recommend you go and preoccupy yourself, maybe have a shower, maybe go for a quick walk, do something and see whether you're still hungry about 20 minutes later. Because it might be that you're just not, your body hasn't told you that it's full yet. Babe, Shane is literally, this is what happens sometimes. Shane is literally like, boob, who's Canadian for anyone that's just wondering what the hell is <laughs> his impressions of Shane <laughs> kill me. This is going to be like a running theme. He hates it. He hates it. He goes, man, God, why do you make me sound like that? I'm like, you do sound like this because you're But he's like, babe, where's where's the where's my lunch for tomorrow and i'm like um oh i i ate i i ate it actually because i'm eating it when i put it away sometimes so this 20 minute thing i'm gonna have a shower yeah have a get shower away. maybe even try brushing your teeth yeah yeah get rid of that so also a good one too to, to remember is you might be sticking to your calories um and, and nailing that you're weighing out all your food you're doing all that but you're actually forgetting about the fact that you might be drinking your calories and they can add up very very quickly um, and there's something that is, people forget about all the time and when we say drinking your calories we're talking about uh, obviously obviously drinks it could be fizzy drinks it could be coffees it could be alcoholic drinks it could even be your oils and your sauces and you're not even forget you're not even remembering that like Maz how many how many calories you got in like a teaspoon of, of olive oil yeah I'm over a hundred I was um, blown away when I found that out in the beginning I was yeah like, what yeah and thinking about how how much of that maybe you pour into a pan, it's one of the first things that we say to our clients, get yourself some fry light, get yourself some one cal spray because you're instantly saving yourself a couple of hundred calories there. If you're pouring a lot of oil into a pan before you start to cook, then that is something really to watch because that's going to push you over very easily. Yeah, that freehand pouring, you're like, how many tables, how many teaspoons is that when you just pour mm. it, pour that olive oil in? And you don't notice the difference when you're cooking sometimes, sometimes with with uh, fire light, don't you think? Oh yeah, it's it sometimes doesn't have the same crispiness if you're doing. Yeah, uh, I don't know certain dishes, but we're a big fan of the air fryer. As oh my, Chelsea's God. a new convert, and <laughs> I think if you put a bit of fire light on um before you put them into the air fryer i think you can get a relatively similar crispy effect 
Yeah, no, loads of benefits, loads of benefits. Um, yeah, we made some chicken last night in the air fryer, and it's just it's quite nice and easy to easy to wash up. No big pans. It's a good one. I'd, I'd actually recommend it for all the busy all the busy gals out there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, salmon in the air fryer. We had that last Ooh. night. <gasps> so so good. good. What did you put yeah. on your sauce? Did you put some sauce on it? No, we didn't. We had some spices. I actually did like a um kind of fry, egg fried rice with it mm. um so it didn't really need much more sauces and actually mm. that's a good point I hear a lot of people saying that they need loads of gravy or sauce to go with their food mm-hmm. and listen I am no chef I am actually really rubbish at cooking <laughs> but um remembering those liquid calories we were just talking about you've got to count all of your extra sauces and gravies and everything that's not like free calories instead of um cutting things out completely it doesn't mean that you now have to have bland tasteless food there's loads of really good hacks and ways you can jazz up your food like using herbs and spices is really good that's a good option to make it taste taste nice um and then just being a bit more you know if you're eating a lot of people again will probably be uh, unaware of this if you're choosing salads and you've got a, a really delicious creamy caesar dressing or a lot of oil on there then then by the time you've added up all your calories on your salad even though you are eating really nutritious healthy food in terms of calories you might end up having more than you would have had if you ate something else yeah you know when you go to a restaurant and you see chicken caesar salad the calories yeah. in that it's <gasps> insane because of the caesar sauce I know. I love a Caesar salad, though. It's so depressing. But I, I do yeah, have a Caesar salad. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, but then there's, but you know, uh, that, I, I never know how to say it. Is it Faryay? Faryay. Yeah, the Greek yeah. yogurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So or total Greek yogurt, whatever you want to call it. Or 0% fat Greek yogurt. We're not sponsored by Faryay yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> we should be, actually. If there's sponsorship, Faryay is... I would be happy just to, like, talk about Faryay once a podcast and get everyone get everyone some free Greek yogurt. <laughs> should we try and plug it? <laughs> I'm going to send them a message. A lot of us eat your products. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's a really good way to swap, um, sort of, you know... Uh, have instead of sour creams and things like that you can jazz up that yogurt to to sort of uh make anything creamy curries and and that can give you probably like a quarter of the calories mm. yeah great hack right. okay Moving so on i think from the chef covered. talk yeah i know <laughs> something we are absolutely not qualified oh to be talking God. about i don't know people... whether we're going to keep that bit in but we'll see people are like have you got any recipes i'm just like we send them just tag to we just tag on the people we're like we're not the people for that we'll stick to what we're good at <laughs> uh, know your strengths yeah. um, okay so we've spoken about food the mistakes that you might be making there let's go on to your daily activity and first thing to ask yourself is, am I moving enough during the day? One easy way to track that is your daily steps. And it's not that 10,000 steps is going to be the making or breaking of your results, but it's just a really easy way for us to measure your 
daily activity because the amount of people that working from home or from an office change their desk and I think it's got even worse over the last couple of years and people aren't even being given lunch breaks and stuff that they can get to the end of the day and easily have only done about 2,000 steps yeah if you're lucky some days if I don't make an effort you're like okay 400 (laughs) yeah absolutely and that's not good that's not healthy for you Mm -hmm. and it's really really not good for your health either as well as you know general fat loss results we need to be active we need to be moving our bodies to look after ourselves yeah and even fat loss aside if you are working then you need that time and I know a lot of people and I, I we we're busy too we understand we have a lot to do but you have to have that um that discipline to say no I am getting up and I am walking even if it means you're walking to go and buy your your lunch or or walking to just go up the road and down and get a bit of fresh air when you get back to your laptop you're probably going to work a little bit better as well yeah one thing that helps actually is having a destination because a lot of people find walking for the sake of walking boring if there is a coffee shop near you and you want to nip out before work, walk there in the morning, get yourself a coffee, walk back, even that alone can be a couple of thousand steps under your belt. That's a nice way to start the day. Um, so making a, a destination as well. Yeah, like a little habit, a little routine. And that that again, you we a lot of the time when you're when you're dieting or trying to to lose body weight or body fat then people forget about those those um, acti- activities and your daily movement. People think it's solely on the gym. Mm. And actually, the biggest factor for weight loss is actually going to be this area here, this section about your daily movement and your steps. That is going to have a far greater result than your one hour, 45 minutes that you're spending in the gym three times a week. It's your daily average movement and your diet are going to be far more impactful. And we're moving, we are moving less than ever before. If you're somebody, if you think about it, like if you're somebody that has a car, then you're not having to walk to a train set and I'm saying all of this because I think my movement has gone down a lot as of the last like year because we're more um based based on our on our laptops now and same as you compared to when you were in the gym what was your daily steps it was like 20k 20,000 20, a day I've gone I've cut that in half now that I'm working from home I yeah and at the beginning I found that really hard because I couldn't work out why I'd get to the end of the day. <laughs> My step count would be so low. I'd be in a state of shock and thinking I'm useless. But that was extreme. That was just on my feet yeah. all day. But yeah, I mean, when we don't have those active jobs and you, if you're not on your feet for work, then it is a challenge that we have to go. And we live in a country where the weather is so unpredictable that if you relied on it being nice and dry and bright, then you're going to be waiting forever to get your steps in. So when clients say to us, oh, it's raining, I don't know what to do. We say, get your Mac on, get your umbrella, get some earphones in, listen to a podcast and get yourself some fresh air because even that alone will do the world of good for like your mental state as well. Yeah. And also if that's one of the benefits I think too to having a gym membership because 
you can walk if you've got a tread a treadmill as well if you're not somebody that if you refuse to walk in the rain then fine go to the gym walk on the treadmill and just move or lots of clients have started getting those um those those home have you seen what they called the little home treadmills the little walkers yeah the um under desk ones they they're tiny um they look really great actually we're going to stop ourselves right there. It's time for an ad break, um, but we're not sponsored yet. So we've decided to promote ourselves. Research shows that you can burn 3.2 calories by pressing the like and subscribe button. So if you're enjoying the podcast, then it would mean so, so much to us if you could do this and share it with your friends and family and help us build this incredible community. Okay, self-promo over. Let's get back to the podcast. I suppose the other thing to touch on is this narrative behind burning off your food Mm. by getting some cardio in or activity in or even your gym sessions, constantly trying to watch the calories on your watch to see how much food you've burnt off in that session. Yeah, and that's what is basically keeping a lot of people at maintenance because if as well if you have started tracking your calories um and you're going on to um my fitness pal a lot of people don't realize that um because your watch is connected to your phone um my fitness pal is actually adding the calories back on because you haven't turned your exercise calories off yeah so they're putting on extra calories into your targets because they're thinking, oh, well, she's going to burn off X amount, so she needs more. Yeah, and that's basically what's keeping a lot of people at maintenance. Another reason why people feel lost. And and I just, do you think that, I know it's really amazing that technology is, is so evolved, even though we hate it sometimes, Um do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think that having all these gadgets and and all these ways to track things or monitor things, do you think that it'd be better if it was just back to basics again? Yeah, I have thought about this recently because I think it can be so consuming and I've fallen victim to it myself. Yeah. Uh, victim to the numbers and the targets and the constant tracking and evaluating. And my partner's just got a... Um, a sleep app as well where he is tracking his hours of sleep a night and his day can be sort of dictated on how much sleep he thinks he's had and how that mm. should make him feel and remember before a few years ago we had no one was tracking their calories and macros they just started eating more mindfully there were days where people would have extraordinary weight loss without using these apps and ways of measuring just by simply thinking about the quality of their foods and their portion sizes and the quantity of their of their portions and how often they're eating and getting up to move a bit more working out a bit more maybe going on a few more runs and therefore they saw this fat loss without being so regimented on the targets and the apps and the numbers and the data I don't know whether that would just seem a little bit more intuitive yeah yeah I think so but that's I suppose our our, with Fit Female Project we use a bit of it's like that and the tracking together because I think it is important if we have got I think tracking your calories is an amazing tool 
our bodies mm. are actually the best trackers out there, the best measure. Um, and if the scales aren't going down, then even though you're tracking, you think you're tracking really well on my fitness pal, if the scales aren't going down, then it actually means that that you're not in that calorie deficit and um and you're not gonna see the difference in the scales because because it's it's not changing. The last thing to ask yourself might be have I been dieting for an extremely long time? Have I been in a fat loss phase? Maybe you started at 90 kg and your goal is 70 kg. That is a lot of weight to lose, 20 kg, which is totally possible. I've seen it done with clients. We've had plenty of success stories like that. But it's going to take a longer time. That ain't going to be a six-week transformation. That's going to take a long time of consistency and mm-hmm. working hard, and you're going to have slip-ups in the way, and there's going to be ups and downs in your journey. But that might take you one year. That might take you two years. And in that time, there is an element of dieting fatigue that can come in where you just think, I'm totally over this, and things start to creep in because you're so sick of living this restricted life. Mm. And maybe at that stage, it's a good chance to say, I just need to put this on pause. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go into a surplus and put on loads of weight. That just means I want to learn how to maintain where I'm at at the moment. Perhaps you've lost that initial 10 kg, you've gone down to 80 and you think, right, I just need a break. I need a minute to breathe and I might need to go on some holidays or you'll have that natural break in your training, your um, diet. And then we can re we can come back to it with a new sense of purpose. Maybe it's that you're actually hindering your progress by trying to go so hard for so long that actually on, along the way you get sick of it and you start giving up. Yeah, and that's why I think it's so important to see um, your your fat loss phase as a lifestyle shift because even if you do come out of that dieting phase that doesn't mean that we then go nuts and then we decide not to move and we stop walking and we start eating rubbish and we stop eating vegetables and we stop eating protein no like that's why we have to like when you when you are on a diet you need to choose something that is gonna teach you healthy habits Mm. And guess what? For the rest of your life, you are going to have to do this. You are going to have to move your body. You are going to have to eat wholesome foods. You are going to have to try and get some exercise in, strength train. If you want to be able to keep results and live a happy, healthy life, those are things that you're going to have to do forever. Yeah. And, and and then that's when it gets this it's going even deeper, but that you don't have to, but your life is going to be a lot better if you do do those things. It is. <laughs> so also something interesting to talk about is, do you, do you actually want to lose weight? Do you need to lose weight now? Are you, are you happy where you are? And all you've ever done is focused on losing weight and dieting, but are you actually, do you actually want it? Do you want to sacrifice those things? I think understanding um, how, how you feel in your body and if you're actually understanding if you're actually happy. Yeah, is it worth it? Are those last <laughs> couple of kgs worth it for the things that you'll have to sacrifice to get there? 
Yeah, like for you. So right now, I suppose if you compare um, when you've been on like a, a cart or something before, like when you've, when I say a cart, if people are listening, it's like a dieting phase where you just try and lose lots of body fat. You're you you're also cutting out a lot of socialising, aren't you? With when you're going to that super low body fat percentage. Yeah, when you're going extreme, which we would never recommend, and that's exactly why we're using our mistakes to help our clients. But mm. I've gone to the extreme end of it and tried to get as lean as my body can possibly be, and it was kind of cool to see all of the muscles in my body popping out. I don't know why at the time I thought that was cool, but it was a goal that I had. I was in that environment where everyone was doing it. Um, But on reflection, the amount of things that I had to sacrifice is also like my family, going to family functions, panicking about what you can have. It doesn't just impact you. And thinking about the bigger picture, was it worth it to make other people feel uncomfortable as well for those last couple of kilograms or the last yeah. tiny bit of fat loss to get me looking in my in my opinion the best I'd ever looked which actually when I look back I think Christ how did I get to that stage without someone saying stop that but, picture you um, showed me the other day I had no idea that you got that 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 small yeah, yeah, me neither, <laughs> actually, because you get so blinkered, and that's exactly the point, isn't it? You don't yeah. see it. You don't like when you're in that zone. You don't see it, and um, I wish that I had taken a beat just to kind of reevaluate what it, what my values are, and yeah. thinking what are my core values in life, what makes me happy, mm. and yeah, as you said, is it worth it? Yeah. And, and how, about, how about you? Have you have you kind of had to, have you been through that? Have you given up anything that you wish on reflection you hadn't? Well, when I did my, my cut and I was like the smallest I'd, I'd ever been was actually um, uh, in, in lockdown, like in the second lockdown. Um, and things weren't open as much. The restaurants weren't open and um, you couldn't socialise as much. I was just at home. So I think that that, that made it a bit, um, that made it, different and it it was easier because I was in control of so much whereas I could I very much doubt I could get that lean um now unless I had a specific thing that I wanted to do it for but again you do get sucked up into thinking oh I'm gonna get a little bit leaner I'm gonna get even smaller I'm gonna get even smaller um and and when I again when I look back at those pictures I'm like, oh God, that was, I don't think I looked sexy then. I just looked, um, yeah, just, I I didn't look sexy. I was just very, I don't know how to describe it. I wasn't skinny. I was, because I still had some muscle. Yes. Just depleted. depleted. I was depleted. Um, And and again, it just takes out that. And then when, when I started, when I went into that maintenance phase, that was really stressful because that's when things were open and uh, you have that constant temptation. And then you're like, oh my God, is this going to be my life now? Like, am I never going to get back to enjoying having a cookie out or without feeling guilty? But (laughs) two weeks later, I was fine. Obviously, we're talking about the the smaller end here. We're talking about the extreme end. But even for 
the more to lose. Reassess your goal. Remember why you started this, what your what your morals are, um, and stay true to them. Don't let your ambition get ahead of you and let it start affecting your happiness. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then find, I think a really good way to finish as well is something that we will always promote to people and it's it's strength training and building muscle. And um, that can, in fact, give you the shape that you want. And maybe your focus is so much on the scales and you've got this this goal because you remember this uh, this number that you were at when you were like 20 in your 20s and I like I want to get back to that number. But in actual fact, is that how you want your body to look? Is that shape what's gonna um like is, is that what you're what you're looking for now? And by training in the gym and creating muscle your mindset might shift a little bit and your your goal weight might be a little bit different to what you thought. Yeah, we've got a couple of girls now actually that have achieved the weight loss that they wanted to, the fat loss, and now they've switched to building muscle and it's explaining to them, okay, your scale weight might go up a little bit, but my God, you are going to look fantastic. And they're starting to post photos and girls are their jaws are dropping when they're seeing their their physiques because they're looking strong and sexy and full and um, so much better than yeah. if they were to continue losing body fat. Yeah, and and as well, if you are somebody that's after that toned physique where you want to see um, you want to see abs or you want to see um some some muscle definition, um, then then the reason people have that is because there is some muscle under there to begin with. So if you're just solely focusing on the on the scales, then you you might end up um. Yeah, not having that that shape, that bum, that like my I'm heavier now than I was when I was a dancer. Uh, but I prefer my shape. I'm more I'm more defined. I've got my bum so much perkier. Like I feel sexier. Okay, so next time you are worrying about those scales staying still and not seeing the progress that you want, we want you to run through that checklist that we've spoken about today when we're talking about your food, looking at your mindless snacking, are you having big enough meals? Are you tracking accurately? Are you remembering all of those BLTs, those bites, lits and tastes? Or are you drinking your calories? With your movement, are you moving enough? Are you making an effort to get enough steps in during the day? And are you still trying to burn off your food in the gym during your workouts? And then finally, reassessing your morals, your goals, thinking about, is this the right time to keep pushing fat loss? Do I need a break from it? Or do I need to just accept that actually I'm happy where I am? Be proud of the results that you've already got. Mm. And on that note, I'm going to go and have some brekkie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you so much for listening, everyone. And we will be back time with another topic and um, take care have a lovely week bye thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches if you want to join our next six-week project head to the website now for more info you will not regret it bye